Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers. JR Third Day Coffee Seguin. It's Friday. It's 1900. And that means that it's time for God Country Coffee. I have a great guest tonight. Uh, I just want to do some housekeeping stuff. I'm going to uh, don't forget that we are in the running for the first annual Veteran Podcast Awards. And we are in the categories of Best Navy, Best Business, and Best Overall. And I'm going to run the ticker right here. And you can uh, sometime during the course of the evening, please... Um, Please latch on to that and uh, go vote for us. We only got two more weeks of voting. And uh, next week we have a, a gentleman who's active duty in the Guard, uh, Army National Guard, and he teaches a class on the Constitution, which is really going to be interesting. And so uh, you'd be surprised how, how much our faith in this country, the predominant Christianity, and mm-hmm the constitution and the framers and all that stuff. Very interesting. It's coming, but that's all, um, that's all next week. And so tonight I have the men's pastor for everyday Christian fellowship, Akram Myers. And, uh, I met Akram, uh, going to the men's breakfast that they have on Saturday mornings. And then we got a chance to go fishing, uh, recently, but we've, we've, I've, I've gone there many times. I've, I know a lot of the guys that go to their church, uh, and, and just to get this, you know, John was here last week. John is the senior pastor at their church. Uh, and, and I know John really well. John is, is, uh, it's, I know God is, but God uses people, right? And so <laughs> God used John to, to make me realize that, uh, that I was checking boxes for the longest time that I hadn't surrendered my life. And, one, uh, and it was a beautiful thing. And so, uh, my guest tonight, Akron Myers. So thank you, sir. Um, it, <laughs> It is such an honor to be here. Um, even when you first kind of uh, talked to me about it, man, I was just overwhelmed um, by the opportunity. Um, but uh, again, I want to say thank you so much just for having the podcast and inviting people in God to kind of share their heart, man. But especially focusing on God, man. Um, just like I was just talking to you about, I mean, it's this series by Tony Evans, man, that just been on my heart, man. And, uh, right now in our country man it seems like it's really this divine reset that is needed in our country and uh definitely man it's 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 just amazing to have an opportunity just to kind of share back and forth thoughts man uh, yeah did talk about politics and kind of stuff a little bit earlier but really when we get caught up in politics we really are getting what farther into people's hearts and their agendas and various things like that so For sure we need to always kind of re-engage ourselves to the one who created all things <laughs> that's right. because that's the main agenda <laughs> yeah and that's the one we're going to be accountable to that's so, right the, the again, conversation that we were having ahead of time was is you know is i used to be those of you who know me have known me for long periods of time know that i was i was that guy that guy that was always throwing as much that political guy. hate out there as i possibly could <laughs> towards the other side. And, and, uh, and he asked me just before we got on, like what changed? And I said, well, I'll tell you what changed is, is that it's more important for me to share the gospel of Christ 
than it is to share the gospel of whatever side you're on. And and if the poster behind me doesn't tell you what side I'm on, you're not going to figure it out. But I do follow my Christian beliefs uh, that that bleed into my political beliefs. And so uh, I, you guys know that we don't talk politics on this show. I don't pick sides. I don't do any of that stuff. Uh, I pray for our leaders all the time, yeah. every single day. Um, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. And so, you know, don't forget that God's still in control. Come on. He's not. He, on. he hasn't lost control Come of anything, on, people. Come we're the ones that have Come lost on. control. Come on. And so uh, I do want to put a couple of plugs in real quick before we really get going. But I don't know if you can see these things, but it's our logo. They're, uh, they're really nice coasters that uh, Robert Kersey with Miller Thyme Designs uh, made for us. He does all our stickers. Uh, if you've ever ordered coffee from us, the, the label on the back uh, comes with a, a QR code. Uh, and we also give away stickers uh, with all of our orders. And they come from Miller Marine Corps from Houston, Texas. They're made right here. So if you want to support American, buy American, buy Marine. I mean, it doesn't get any more Come on. Uh, American, more than that. American than that. <laughs> and then uh, this guy right here uh, calls himself the Marine rapper. His name is Raymond. And uh, he's a patriot. He's a Afghanistan war veteran. Uh, and this phone number right here, I'm going to read it to you because you can't see it. But it's 760-514-4374. And that is a hotline for veterans who are in crisis. So if you got something going on, you want to talk to somebody, you can reach out there, somebody that's going to pick up and talk to you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, stress going on right now. Everybody's really upset about a lot of things. Um, and then down here at the bottom is the names of the 13 that we just lost in Kabul. Mm. But, you know, tomorrow's the 20th anniversary Man. of 9-11. And and all I'm gonna say about that, I had a video that I was gonna I was gonna play, uh, the towers coming down and all that stuff, and you know it it pulls an emotional response out of everybody. It still does. Man. You still look at it, it, still hurts. But what's more important to me is I wish every day was nine twelve, mm. because I don't know if y'all remember, but man, there wasn't we weren't looking at people's skin color we weren't looking at people's religions we weren't looking at you know how much money you made 9 12 2001 we were a country that was united and uh and i long for that you know i would step back a day yeah because after all that happened i mean people i mean didn't care about what color you were nothing i mean if you were buried under some rubble somebody was looking for you that's I it mean, I don't know if you remember the day, but I think everybody kind of remembers that day. And uh, for me, I was at Langley on the flight line at the end of the runway. Wow. Outside, and there was a shack. So we had about six guys on the end of the runway. And um, I was outside on a bench. I don't know if you remember the day, but the day was just, I mean, beautiful. It was just one of those most beautiful days in Virginia. That's where I was at. Right. And man, when that hit, I could hear everybody inside this shack because they were watching the news because we wait for these planes to come down. And I mean, people were going off. And I was like, what happened? It's not no football game on this early in the morning. What's going on? The man that came running out of the building was like, act. Man, they hit the towers, dude. I said, what? Come on, man. Stop playing. Soon as I went back in, as soon as my eyes hit the TV, 
that second plane hit that second building, dude. And it was like, oh my. But if it's it was surreal. I mean, you, you it wasn't real. We couldn't put our finger in it. Wasn't no, tangible to you us. Couldn't, man. It was ugh. unless you were on the ground watching it, it wasn't tangible because we couldn't believe. No, you couldn't. I mean, we couldn't you thought it was that. a movie or something. Yeah. It was terrible. It was. I, I remember I worked at a Milwaukee Tool at the time. Okay. And uh, I had and at the time I was not saved, but the guy I worked with was. Okay. And uh, he didn't work on me. That guy was working on me, but <laughs> but he tried. But I wasn't having it. Jr. was still running. <laughs> and uh, and his wife called him and said, "Hey, you have got to turn TV on, you know." And we had a TV there in the break room at uh, at the shop, and so we went in there and turned it on, and then. From that point, for the next couple of days, I think we were just glued. In fact, our boss called us the next day and said, hey, y'all stay at home. Stay at home today. We're going to close this shop. And and uh, we had no idea. Man, it was you know? not for us. We were on a flight line 12 to 14 hour days, loading missiles, man. Wow. I remember seeing, I remember a few days after, everything was still shut down. There was no travel. And I went out to my cousin's house. He lives out by SeaWorld, uh, close to Lackland. And I remember... We were sitting there and uh, just like shocked, you know, we were in shock and um, we started seeing the F-16s and it wasn't like trainers. I mean, these guys were fully loaded <laughs> doing patrols <laughs> and we were just like, man, what is going yeah, on? The two first alert jets came from Langley and I actually seen them take off to get there Wow, sitting at the end of the runway. Just... <laughs> Crazy, you know, and and there's no reason. There is absolutely no reason as a society that we can't get back to that day. Amen. There's not. That's all, that's all there. But you again, know? we got to put God in front of what everything. everything. You know, I tell people that all the time because I take some slack sometimes with my business, mm -hmm. and I tell people all the time. I said I don't just put God out in front. I put Him way out Come in on. front. Come on. Not just my business, but everything. And uh, I think that's, you know, something that we don't, uh, that we're missing the mark on, folks. You know, uh, we're trying to ground ourselves on, oh, I got all these videos of people, you know, hey, for two grand a day, I'll, you can go back to Afghanistan and, and collect our stuff. And, and they're just kind of like fueling people and people are angry and they're mad. And I, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I am so upset about what happened in Kabul. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm hurt. You know, and then to to couple that with the 20th anniversary now of 9-11, you know, it's easy to get caught up. Yes. And so like what Akron said just before we got on is you really have to ground yourself. And the only thing that is constant, the only thing that is worth grounding yourself to is God. See it. And because uh, otherwise I, I, I if we don't do that mm -hmm. if, and and it's our responsibility, right? Yes. It's our commission. Our commission. We're commissioned to do that. And I'm glad you're saying it like that. Yeah. Our commission. It is our commission. Yes. As Christians, yes. as followers of Christ, we are commissioned yes. to share that love message, yes. to share that gospel. And so, you know, if you want to help, if you want to do something, man, sit somebody down who doesn't know Christ and talk to them. You know, your buddies that you know that are getting spooled up and listen. I love Jesus and I trust him, but I do have a lot of ammo. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I, my wife has to remind me. I've always been the guy with a lot of guns and a lot of ammo. 
you know, I grew up in Texas. I, you know, uh, my family is, is from, from Charlotte, Texas. And so we grew up uh, when I was 10 years old, my dad gave my, my, uh, my grandfather gave my dad the very gun that my dad bought him in the fifties for a birthday gift wow. and said, here, take him and teach him. My dad said, no, he's too young. And my grandfather said, you either take it and teach him how to use it, or he's going to come live with me. He's going to learn how to use it. And so we started young in our family. And it's funny because years later we would go to the ranch and everybody does the exact same thing. You don't come into camp with a loaded weapon <laughs> at all. Everybody likes right before camp, everybody's unloading their guns or shotguns or whatever. And it's funny because I like some of these people I'd never been around, you know, then you get around and we're like, well, man, you know, I, dad taught me that and grandpa taught him that. And so everybody does the same thing, but, That's awesome. but That's awesome. uh, we grew up that way. And so I'm not, I'm not some kind of doomsday prepper. I don't, you know, yes, I, I do things. I, yes, I have a water well and I know how to convert it to, to, you know, hand pump if I had to, if we had a lot of no electricity, but though, that's not being, I'm not worried about anything. God's got all this. Amen. I know he does, but he also gave me a brain. Yeah. It's not wrong with being prepped. And there's nothing wrong with being ready. And mm -hmm. anybody ever served in the military, no. you know, you're going to be ready for ready. any situation, especially when COVID breaks out and you can't find toilet paper anywhere. Come on, man. I mean, so, you, know, you got to be ready. <laughs> for a couple of things, but all right. So uh, before we, you know, I always talk to my guests and I, I've known Akram for quite, I guess a couple of years now, yeah, at least. And, um, and so when I knew I was going to start doing these lives, especially in the shop now, uh, I was excited about getting guests lined up and, and we've had a couple of guests so far. Akram's the third one that is live. And so we did a little bit of a background and uh, just talk to us about where you were Born and raised. Okay. And then what led you to join the service? Woo. Okay. I'm going to try to be quick. I'm going to, all right, let's do it. So, <laughs> so grew up in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Um, that is a small steel mill town outside of Philadelphia. So it's, um, let's call it uh, west of Philadelphia, about 45 minutes. Um, grew up there till age eight. Um, grew up in a pretty, uh, abusive home, but you know, most of us really don't understand what rich, poor, abuse, good, rich. We don't really get those concepts until right. what we get a comparison. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh for me, I mean I grew up in a household where um we weren't doing well, but we were doing okay. But grew up with a very uh, um abusive father. Um and uh age nine i actually went into foster care for about 11 years so i bounced wow. around for uh, i think i was in about four or five homes wow um and not on top only on top of that um my dad was, came up as a sharecropper so my dad was an older man and you may laugh at me and everybody online but that's cool so my dad was 69 70 when he had me and my mom was 24, 25. Wow. That's not unusual. Really. Yeah, it's not unusual. <laughs> but I mean, to hear the story this day and age, it's like, whoa. But back then, right. I mean, it wasn't, and especially if you were kind of from the South, because he was from South Carolina, North Carolina, that was kind of common practice. Um, but um, age nine, went into foster care, kind of bounced around. Um, I would say age 19, I graduated, um, lived with an aunt in Philadelphia 
for a little while, um, stayed there for about five years. But while I was in Philadelphia, um, I used to drive a paratransit van. And uh, that's where, you know, you have people who may have uh, uh, disabilities or elderly um, kind of taking them to their appointments or if they're having a place that they go during the day, you would go ahead and drive them around. And uh, the way I kind of grew up, even where I lived at in Philadelphia, um, it was crack infested. Yeah. So there were about eh, on my block, we had like two houses. I'm in the city, but there were two houses that stood because what they did every time a house got drug infested, they would knock it down. So about wow. time I came through, there were three houses on one side of the block, two houses on the other side. Yikes. So <clears throat> I was there for about five years, but what had happened to me at that time was, okay, I came to this place in life. I don't know if every man kind of deals with this, but for me and other men I had talked to, there's kind of like this divine switch that happens, meaning that if you're in your parents' house or somebody else's house and you're dependent on them, there's this kind of like internal switch that kind of happens like, dude, I can't keep depending on these folks. I don't know when it happens. It seems like it's a little later these days. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. Um, so for me, I would say age eh, 23, 24, that switch happened, meaning that I had to get out the house. And, uh, pretty much i said i was going to go um in the army because really in my mind i was like dude i'm looking at another human being like yourself and i said you know what if i went into the military because that's the only solution i could think about in my head i wasn't the greatest student so i was like i i went to school for a year it didn't really work out well. I was not mature enough for school at the time. <laughs> if we can talk about females and drinking and all that kind of stuff, that was acrim. I was all into that. But when it came time for me to kind of make a decision if I was going to go in the military, I was how I can go in the military, but how far away can I get away from possibly having to take somebody else's life? Hmm. That was my main thought because I was looking at the service as a way to get three square meals. Mm. That's all I wanted. I just wanted something to eat. If y'all ain't asking me crazy, something crazy to do, I'll do it. Three hots and a cot. That's it. That's all I wanted. That's it. And I was a little older when I went in. I'm 24 and most guys come in 17, 18, right. 19 years old. But for me, I was like, dude, I, I stayed with my aunt. I tried to get out there on my own for a little bit. And I was like, dude, it is crazy out here. And that looked like a way I could possibly at least gain some momentum, some kind of foundation, be okay. And I was like, dude, if you give me something to eat, I'll be all right. I'm so, bro, I'm, <laughs> the rest I'm of so sick, dude, the rest of it is gravy. Y'all want me sweet floors? Man, dude, I got that. Um, but, um, that's awesome. What what happened with that is um, when I got into the military, uh, kind of fast forward, I came in, I was a, a weapons troop. And that's why I was talking about ER in the runway where we had F-15s that I was pretty much loading missiles on there, taking care of weapon systems, all that type of stuff. And that was my job, working on fighters, loading them. Mm. 
But that particular day, that day, um, really was paramount because it really kind of shifted my mind to think, okay, what can I do differently than even what I'm doing now? Because then I started looking ahead and started seeing guys that had been doing what I was doing years after, like 10 years down the line. I was like, dude, that is not what I want to do. I do not want to be low missiles <laughs> for the rest of my life. I don't want to do that. So I uh, cross-trained and got into communications and started getting IT project management, which I never heard of before. And um, on that venture, I was two years in with that particular job. I was mm, six years in the military at that time. And then I got the opportunity to go to Korea. I was married at the time. And as I talked about earlier, this divine mm, reset. Yeah. I grew up in church. Saved at six. But again, there's a difference between being saved and being a disciple. Mm. Yeah. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. And for me, if you'd have asked me, I would have remarked or responded back to you like I was worldly at that age because mm-hmm. i didn't know what i was saved to i had no idea right even though i understood the words they were telling me and i i got it but i didn't understand what i was saved to until age 31 mm-hmm. and that's when i was in korea and god took that opportunity to isolate me i isolate me so much so that I had no choice but to give my life over to him. Wow. So from that point, um, man, I would say preaching in chapel, like within man, five months. Still um, active duty. I was still active duty. Wow. But okay. I was so radical that um, people were coming to my desk. <laughs> people were coming to my desk, man, and my boss was looking at me like, when are you going to get some work done? I was like, I am doing work. I threw the spiritual spin on it. I am doing the work. But again, my zeal was so ridiculous because I knew no better at the time. You know you can do both, but I didn't understand that. Right. So I got to share this word. I got to do it. And man, I had all kinds of people just coming to my desk, man. Wasn't getting my work done. Sat in front of the commander one day. <laughs> and he was like, Akram, uh, you can do both, son. You don't have to just take all this zeal and just spend it on that. You can do both. But my mind, being young and zealous, I was like, sir, if I end up in your office again, I don't even care. If you want to put me out of your military, I don't even care. He's like, okay. Well, guess where I ended up, JR? All the military. Back, back at his desk. Because <laughs> I didn't get it. Out of the military. <laughs> But got honorable. And uh, that was a blessing even in itself because I didn't know everything that came along with being a veteran. Yeah. At the time. I didn't understand. We don't that. know that. I didn't know that. I had a zeal that just clouded my vision at the time. But I was clouded for different reasons, but, but I get it. But, yeah. at the, but at the same time, that really kind of propelled me. That isolation in Korea really propelled me to just really follow God with some fervor that is just ridiculous meaning that no one could come and tell me that he is not who he is right 
and he has not created what he has created then he has not divinely gifted each one of us but again we have to realize that we have to come to him in order for those gifts to operate properly but yeah but we have to give our life over to him so it's not just a christian having your fire insurance yeah it's not that elf it's, on a shelf that's what i always relate that to a lot of us put god on a shelf yeah, yeah and then yeah. when we need something oh, hey, hey god help me help hey, me let me, let me go you know dust you off real yeah quick. yeah all right that's what i need today. yeah i need it god you. let me have it come on come on man yeah no, no, yeah no, no, no. So, i'm with you i mean i'm tracking with you on that one yeah so so yeah that's just quick little me but i would say my scripture if you if you, if you ever ask me what i really hone my life on i would say matthew 6 seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness mm. and all things will be added unto you and it's not to the point of uh mm, looking for uh money or fame or fortune or anything like that but it's the focus on god and doing what he tells us to do which now lines up with what he already wants to give he already want to do it yeah i mean it's just like a father when a child is obedient how much more do we want to love on them when they do what we tell them to do yeah we want to go beyond what we already promised i learned that lesson hard though man like i i want to make money I do because I want to help build this church that these people don't have a church. I've never had one on my mountain. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to give money mm -hmm. to support mission, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. God's mission, not mm -hmm. mine. Cause yes. none of this belongs to us. Come on. Not none of it. Come on. You know, my truck, the money that's in the bank, none of that stuff is mine. All belongs to God. Yeah. And if he tells me to, to, today, if he tells me later on this evening, Hey, you need to get rid of everything and you're going to go wherever. Here you go. It's yours. Here it's you not go. mine. And so, but I, I, it's awesome that you, like you, I, I didn't, man, I didn't find God like that. I, I kept, he was like, I don't like to say he was running behind me, grabbing my shirt tails because I don't know. God doesn't chase anybody down, but, uh, I would say he chased me down. Well, I wasn't trying to come. <laughs> <laughs> He played out the plan that was like, you know, you couldn't refuse. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not ready for <laughs> yeah, that. No. Yeah, I'm yeah gonna. no. And I was just, man, I was running, you know, a thousand miles an hour mm. in the opposite direction. Mm. And so it took me a long time. And then, he, then when I finally thought, because I didn't know, because I grew up in church, not in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I grew up in church. Um so I knew about God. I knew about the stories in the Bible. I knew about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until I went to a, a church that, that their, the way, what they were, the doctrine they were teaching was their own undoing. Mm. And so they were trying to make me believe that the, that if you didn't receive the Holy Spirit and get the gift of tongues, gotcha. that you were not You're saved. Not saved. And so... What they what what happened at that church is that I started reading my Bible for the first time in my adult life. Wow, what a concept! And the more I read, <laughs> and the more I listened, the more those two things didn't line up. Mm -hmm. And so they instilled in me this passion for trying to learn and read the Bible. But it was zone undoing. It was by the same token. It yes. was like, okay, hey, yes. love you guys. Yeah, love you. But good luck. I'm gonna pray for y'all. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm not, my family's not going to stay here. Yeah, yeah, I got that. And so we, you know, we backed off, and and so we had to reset, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, uh, but that's an incredible story, man. Because um, how many young men, especially those of us who've been in the military, uh, find God like that and then chase Him? Because yeah, one, you know, once you latch on, you're like, man, give me more, give it to me all. I want to see all of it right now, God. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me have it. Let me have was, some more. I, I would say for <laughs> me, growing up the way I grew up, especially going through foster care and abuse and various things like that, and then trying to go out on my own and try to do stuff. I, I say it's like the Midas touch, but mine was the opposite. It wasn't turning everything to gold. <laughs> It was turning everything to trash. I was trying to do it in trash, trash there. And I mean, as soon as I touched it, it turned to trash. So it was kind of like I kept running into these empty expectations. Every time I was like, yes, yes, well, no. Yes, yes, no. It was like every time I tried to build something, no. And it was like, okay, God, I quit. I quit. I'm not going to try to do anything and try to create my own idols trying to create my own life you got one for me already you got a plan already mapped out Mm. and i'm here trying to make one up (laughs) what in the world is that but again even my plan is an idol in itself because i'm focused on that versus what he already has yeah so that's why i was like wait hold on seek first kingdom what's that his rule his Mm. way ah that is you know Again, that's what we were talking about earlier. We have got to stop looking around the world for answers. You know, stop looking to our, even our country for answers. And we need to start looking to him for the answers. Yeah, I mean, and be- he'll give you a piece that, you know, like I've never, I've experienced miracles. I have seen a miracle that happened right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And even the doctor who who was with us, he's like, the only he asked me, he said, Do you believe in God? I'm, and I, I wasn't saved back then, right? I'm like, Of course I do. I grew up in church, you know, of course I believe in God. He goes, Well, that's good because I don't have any yeah, earthly reason have, yeah, this is not why right this is going the way it's going. I have no earthly reason. This is why. not going to be in the file because we um, don't have anything. And so, and um, and so I, you know, I, I don't know, man, I we're so far from what we should be focusing on. You know, and like I didn't know any of this. I I didn't grow up with it. Uh, I was never never really encouraged to read my Bible growing up, and you know, and I and I clinged on to my faith because that's how I grew up, and my mom and my dad, and that's what they gave me. Yep. And so you know, I played guitar, and I and even as an adult, when I got done, when I got divorced, and I and I I got done with all the drugs and the alcohol mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. partying mm-hmm. and. And I went back to church, the only church I knew. And I was playing guitar and I felt like, okay, this is, I'm finally getting my life, you know? And I I said, this is it, you know? And then when I met Connie, Connie grew up in a Southern Baptist church. Mm -hmm. So I took her and the girls to church with me. And it wasn't like one or two times. And I could, where I would, you know, we'd get up in front of the congregation and they were sitting there Mm -hmm. and I could tell, I could just tell. Like, man, mm. these girls aren't, aren't, they're not getting fed, mm. you know? And so. Isn't that bad to see when your but family not getting, it is. not eating well? But this is how funny, this is how important it is, people, seriously. Like, God was already working on me. I just didn't know it. Because I didn't know how, I, didn't, I wasn't taught about 
how to have a relationship. I wasn't yeah. taught that yeah. that Amen. this book right here is is what you need. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah, in yeah, here, yeah, man, has yeah, got yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. for every situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing that we do in this life is new. Mm-mm. Somebody's already done it. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I need. Amen. I needed to ground myself in His Word because Amen. if you spend time with somebody, we have a relationship, that's right? right? That's right. You and I have a relationship because we've spent time together. Well, if you want to have a relationship with God, you spend time with him. And if you wake up every morning and you spend time with him and you go to bed every night, you spend time with him. Guess what? You know, he starts to become the center. He starts to center you a little bit. And so that that was me. I I didn't know. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what was going on. And uh, and so we started church hopping and we finally found we ended up at Buckner Fanning's Church, Trinity Baptist. Mm -hmm. Great church. Mm -hmm. Got to meet him. The second Sunday we were there was Bright Sunday. They call it Bright Sunday. Sunday after Sunday after Easter, everybody, the ladies with the big hats and and all the men wear bright shirts Mm -hmm. and and it's you know you're you're happy. Bright Sunday. And so yeah, and he was there. You know, he came back to visit first time he'd come back since he retired, Mm -hmm. and it was great. But then you know we moved out here and we bounced around a lot and we went to all these different churches, but. But, you know, we ended up where we ended up at. And, you know, God, it's funny how everything happens for a reason. You know, nothing happens by accident. Come on, say that again. What? Nothing happens by accident. Oh, come on. Oh, everything right. is divinely orchestrated. I want y'all to, want y'all to get that. Take that with you. If you don't get nothing else today. Yeah. <laughs> nothing happens by chance. So my dad, if we hadn't gone to the country church, my dad would not have surrendered his life before he died, for one. Second. Because that was mad at the Catholic Church for years. He was angry at him. He was mad because they kept moving priests around and doing stuff. And he was angry at him. And so my dad, my dad's tough dude. He was a tough guy. And he's like, I'm not going to voice this. I'm Catholic. I'm going to die Catholic. But uh, I'm not going to give him another dime. The one finger. Yeah, he's like, but I'm not going to give him a dime. (laughs) No more. And so my mother would drag my dad to church twice a year, you know, Christmas and Easter. Yeah, there you go. And so... uh, Pastor Butch walked into the dad's room that that day that that dad prayed to receive Christ and we and and it's funny because we invited dad to church and John wasn't there yet mm-hmm. John was still in Madagascar mm-hmm. and so uh dad came to church and and uh he asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I said well dad I want you to come to church now by this time I'm already I feel like I'm good yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a church where I think everything feels right. God led us there because we were supposed to go to another church that morning. And I literally, God woke me up out of a deep sleep and said, you're not going there. Look up that church that you went to. That's where y'all going this morning. And that's where we went. That's where we're going. And and let me tell you, I don't know nothing about altar calls. I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. we never done that, you know, where I went to. And at the end of service, I mean, I was like, man, I was crying. I was, I was like mm. in the spirit. Mm. And Connie grabs my hand, and there we go. And I said, "Where are we going?" She goes, "Don't worry about it. Come on, let's go." And then we run up to the pastor, you know, and and she said, "We want to join the church," you know. And he's okay. like, "Well, that was fast." <laughs> and, wow. and Connie tells him, "Well, when you know, you know." Come on. Well, it turns out that that's one of Pastor okay. Butch's like favorite things to say. We didn't know that because that was our first day there, and so. Mm. Uh, it was a, you know, God, nothing happens by accident. Come so on. we got there and, you know, we met pastor and we went to his, 
you go to his class for a few months before you can go whatever he wants to show you all the things about the church and and um in going through that process you know something was pulling on me hard mm. and my dad was getting older he was still tough as nails well that that june that father's day he got us all together and said hey uh i've got cancer and uh it's in my lungs and my dad cussed worse than a sailor he's the only person i knew that could could recite an entire paragraph with like three words that were not profanity wow. i mean he was like he could yeah, it was terrible. I said it's a scary skill, <laughs> but terrible. okay. Terrible. That was dad. Everybody knows my dad from that. Mm. And so he tells me, uh, I told him, hey, uh, my birthday, I want you to come to church with us. And mm. so he says, uh, oh, for I'm sorry, let me back up. When, when we all met to find out that he had cancer, he says, I'm not doing any of that effing radiation or any of that GD uh, chemotherapy. If, if the good Lord's going to take me, he's going to take me. only guy that I knew that could do that too. He would use all the foul. And then if God's going to take me, God's going to take me. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> so it was, he was a unique individual. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyway, I invited him and, and he goes, well, I'm, I'm not going to go to church with you, but I, I, I'll take you out to, to dinner afterwards. I'm like, all right, dad. Okay. So anyway, we're, we're sitting in their pastor's class and, um, and Connie gets a message from my mom and she says, we're here. And Connie's like, hey, you need to go get your dad and take him to the sanctuary before he changes his mind. They're here. And I'm like, all right. And so we took dad in. And, and of course, pastor asked Connie, hey, is everything OK? He's like, oh, yeah, everything's really OK. Like his yeah. dad showed up. Yeah. And so when when pastor did, the you know, greet everybody, turn around, say hi to one another. He came straight down to dad before he talked to anybody else and he shook dad's hand. And, and anyway, That's awesome. long story, try to condense a little bit, but dad started asking about that pastor. He wanted pastor's email. He wanted to talk to me, really enjoyed the service. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the bookstore and we bought a Bible and pastor, pastor wrote in it and I wrote in it and Connie wrote in it. John wrote in it and I gave it to him. And then a couple of days later, uh, my mom, called and said, Hey, uh, uh, what did y'all write in that Bible? And I said, why mom? And he said, well, your dad's reading it. And I said, okay, listen, I love you. But if you go over there and harass dad in any way, shape or form, even if you ask him what he's doing, he's going to get mad. He's going to put it down. And he's not going to read the stuff that we wrote. So leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. That's it. That's, that's his that's time. Yeah, yeah. God's yes. pulling him. We're yeah. praying for it. Let him do his thing. Yeah. And so the more that that went on, he and he, he started going to the hospital, finally had to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, he went to the hospital the first time the day that pastor was supposed to come talk to him. And he'd been asking me, hey, man, I want that guy's. I want to talk to him. I want to say something. I want to, you know, tell him that I really enjoyed his service mm -hmm. and whatnot. So when we, the day we got dad back home, I called pastor. He's like, I'll be there this afternoon. OK. And so, again, you, I'm kind of building the way my dad was. My dad was hardcore. And so Pastor Butch walks in and my mom and my sister didn't recognize him. My dad immediately recognized him. Mm. And uh, and so I took him into the room and the and the first thing out of pastor's mouth. Now, you know, John's gifted with this kind of stuff. But if John would have walked in there that day, John probably would have got thrown out. My dad probably would have thrown him out on his ear. <laughs> and, and I told I've talked to John about that. Like the only person in the world that that that. And again, we're talking about how God, nothing happens by accident. Come on. God does everything. That's right. And so Pastor Butch walked in there, and instead of letting Dad throw rocks at him, he threw a huge rock and hit Dad in the forehead. And he said, "Jr. said that uh, you don't want to talk to any." Oh, 
in the hospital, dad said, my sister said, hey, let me get the priest. My mom did. And he's like, no, I'm not talking to a priest. And my sister is really clever, right? She's like, hey, uh, dad, the, the, the hospital has people that are non-denomination that come talk to you. He goes, no. And he looks at me and he says, I'll talk to a military chaplain, but he has to be a colonel or better. And I'm like, is it, do they even exist? You know, it's like white elephants. Maybe in combat. <laughs> maybe there's a colonel in combat. Or maybe there's a couple at the Pentagon. <laughs> And so I'm already trying to figure out how to trying facilitate to this. Yeah. And I had told all this to Pastor. And so Pastor walks in and says, JR said, you don't want to talk to anybody, a chaplain, colonel, or better. And my dad said, that's exactly what I told him. And I'm like, oh, man, he's going to kick us out. This is going bad, right? This is not going well. And so Butch looks at my dad and he says, well, Joe, he says, that's a good thing because I'm a general. And my dad said, oh? He said, yeah, he goes, I'm a general in God's arm. Come on. And my dad, like... He was like, uh, he looked at me and he said, have a seat, General. <laughs> and Butch sat down next to my dad and they, they gave me that look like, all right, dude, you're done. Close the door. Get out of here. We don't, we don't need you. Yes. And uh, and they didn't. And, and so dad, dad, prayed, uh, dad prayed to receive Christ that day. Wow. And so nothing happens. Come on. Had it been anybody else. Now, as a result, right, I'm all in now because dad, I know where dad's at. I know where he's going. Yeah, you're good. So when he took that last breath, I knew that the next one he took, I knew where he was. All right. I I, I was certain of it. Amen. But I struggled with it. Hmm. Over the next year, my mother would call every day. I would go to the house and do repairs, things that had been mm-hmm. fixed. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point at church where I was like, I don't want to be here. Mm. I'm, I'm angry. I, I'm not angry, but it was more fear. Mm. I was starting to get real emotional and I couldn't get through a whole day without like losing my composure. Mm. And I, uh, John comes, John comes to the church, their home on vacation from Madagascar and he preached on a Wednesday. And so the next time I saw JK, I'm like, I said, pastor, I said, I really like to talk to your son. And he says, well, he's, he's gone. He'll be back in two weeks. And uh, I said, can you set up a, where we can have lunch or something? He's like, yeah. And so I met John at Willie's. We sat down and that's what John told me. He said, you either believe this book, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, you either believe this to be the actual truth or you don't. And if you don't, then the decisions you think you've made, you haven't made yet. Ooh. Yeah. So stop checking boxes and get right with God. Because if you don't, you're never going to believe where your dad is. You're never going to grieve him. And you're never going to be okay with where he's at. And you want to talk about some getting a hit in the mouth, man. And so it wasn't long after that that I surrendered my life. And it wasn't at church. I didn't go up. And and uh, it was a decision in reading, being in the Word, and just realizing that without, I had no hope without it. None. And so I surrendered my life to Christ in my house. Actually, I think I was back here with my hands up in the air, Mm. uh, eyes closed. And I just felt this warmth Mm. come over me. And I Mm. knew, I knew. And then later on, I asked John, he he even told me, he said, man, I know, I know you're good now. And I go, how do you know? He goes, cause man, you can't, but show it. It can't, but it's all over you. you. It's all over you. Yeah. 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 You can't hide that. You can't hide it. Yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's just some amazing, but you know, wow. nothing happens 
by accident. No, sir. John was in my life for a reason. Pastor was in my life. That church was in our life for a reason. Yes, sir. You know, and it, it's made such a huge impact for the future. Yes. Because I know that when I leave this world, I'm going to get the old see my dad again. Yes. He's not gone. Yes. You know, and so that's why it's so important today for us to share that message. That's right. You know? Right. And and I don't I don't I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to be in a situation where somebody dies and I and I don't know. Especially if I could have been the one to yes. say something. Yes. You know? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So yes, you want to give people that hope. You do. Because hope. man, especially I think it's so important right now in the times we're living in. There's so much anger, there's so much you know, division. How did we, it's only been 20 years. It hadn't even been a full generation yet. Mm -hmm. And we've gone from a country that was united that we would have fought tooth and nail yeah. with people that we've never met yeah. to where we're at today. We're, you know, if you're not the right color, if you're not the right religion, if you're yeah. not the right, you know, bank account, if you yeah. don't have the, mm -hmm. we're so separated and divided. But again. I mean, you, you got to take it into account. Even when you're going through the Bible, you can see how the human race is just cycle. They just go in cycles. They good with God for a moment, and then they go down. They good with God, and they go down. So it's not surprise as a nation that we're in the space that we're in. But God is now given an opportunity for us what to turn back. Let's talk about that. How does that look, Akram? How does that look for us right now? When people get sick and tired, when people get sick and tired and they have no other hmm, reference point, all of theirs are falling apart. That's where we need to be. And I hate to say it like that. That's where we need to be. Again, if you read Bible, again, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Yep. And God shows up in the cycle when we're low. He shows up in the cycle when we're low. So it's nobody should be freaking out right now, especially if you're a Christian. Don't freak out. This is a part of God's plan. He is not surprised at all about what's going on. But who are called, you talked about it earlier, who's called to pray on the behalf of not only Christians, but the world? Mm, we are. We are. That's our job. Our job. So we shouldn't be surprised where we are. We shouldn't. Yeah. There's a standard set. And yeah. he already gave us the tools. He already gave us what we need to do. It's us now walking it out. Just like I was talking about earlier. Mm. It's a difference between being having fire insurance and having a label Christian on you. Good, you got a sticker for today. Yeah. But being a disciple, a learner, a follower, a student, that's a different realm. And those who are just having fire insurance are now being checked. Mm. Mm. Meaning that you guys need to walk out your faith. Come on. Walk it out. Whew. Because it's, it's, it's no way to run away from it. Mm. And it's getting worse. Yeah. No doubt. 
So you're not going to have an opportunity to choose if I'm not going to be. Sorry, you are. Amen. It's a responsibility. God's given us stewardship. It's not ours. We don't own any of it. No. But man, have we got to be telling it's a you know, what is it? It's in Matthew. I think it's in Matthew, right? Where he talks about uh the Great Commission. Yeah. Matthew oh, man, Matthew 26. <laughs> Matthew 26. Is that what you know the yeah, I have cheaters on mine because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've already taken all the all the, the first and second year level seminary classes that I was still uh I don't Connie knows them by heart, but I don't. But uh mm. so I mean you got the great commission. I mean it's chapter 28, verses 16. But the 12 disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had ascended. <clears throat> and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them and saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, watch this, to mm. observe all that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So it's, it's not knowing, it's the combination of knowing and doing. It's just like when James talked about faith without works is dead. I mean, how in the world do I know you have faith unless you walk that faith out? Yeah, he says, uh, what does he say? He says, you show me your works and I'll show you my faith by my by works. By my works. Yeah, that's, by, that's one of my favorite verses in the New Testament. And I, I mean, that's with anything. How do I know you believe a thing unless you walk out that very thing you believe? Oh, yeah. I don't really know if you believe in that chair to sit in it unless you take a seat. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny because somebody asked me one time, he says, man, you've learned a lot about coffee. You love to talk about coffee. You love coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he says, I mean, like, like what, what brought all that on? I said, I'll tell you what brought on. God lets me do the coffee. Come on, man. I get to serve him Come on. and he lets me do coffee. Yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm excited yeah, 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 about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I liked coffee, uh, you know, before all this. But the fact that I mean the Bible tells us that he'll give us the desires of our yes, heart. He yes, he will. I, I'm living that. Yeah. That's why I'm passionate about what I do. That's why I'm passionate about my podcast. Yeah. You know, because it's a way, and and I just had somebody last week. Somebody said, listen, I, I don't normally, you know, agree with uh, with everything that you, you know, that you do or that you say. Mm -hmm. He said, but I really needed to hear that show yeah. last week. Can't deny it. So and God's <laughs> work will never come back empty ever. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And so you mm. absolutely don't know who needs to hear what you have to say, your story, you know, my story. You know, I like the way John says it. John always says, you know, if I could tell somebody a story, yeah, I could tell them my, my story, story, and then I could tell them his, his story. story. That's right. And uh, and that's real, man. Yeah. I, that's you know, because God does so much for us, and yeah. people just are oblivious to it. What's so beautiful about that is like if you're walking it out, 
there are divine appointments where he reveals himself to you where you have snapshots to share with folks you have it yeah. if you walk in and out and i mean what he's talking about i mean it just makes so much sense if you're walking it out you will have a story to share with someone it's going to happen it's going to without fail yes. it's going to happen you are going to have a testimony for someone else to it come is. to believe god more than maybe they have ever in their life i can tell you the day i left my job and the job was really lucrative i made a bunch of money mm -hmm. a bunch of Mm -hmm. God kept putting people in front of me. Mm -hmm. kept, no, man, that's what you're going to do. I said, but man, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Oh, boy. He's like, no, this is what you're going to do. And I can tell you that the day I left, that month was the lowest month that we've had since we started this business, mm. revenue. Mm. And uh, I left and I got in my truck and I was thinking, this is it. I mean, and Connie was like, well, did, did you did you cry? And I'm like, no, I didn't break down. Cause they had a big, everybody got together, you know, and said goodbye. And they gave me a bunch of gifts and mm -hmm, things. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. And so well, it's probably going to happen when you, when you go do your debriefing, cause then they're going to take your badge. And I'm like, okay, maybe I went down there and a bunch of guys showed up at the debriefing, mm -hmm. you know? So when I got out, you know, they were there, Hey man, let's take you to your car. And I, I'm, you know, she's like, well, you broke down then. Right. I'm like, no, no, it's weird. Uh, you know, I, I'm fine. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I got in the truck and I called her, Hey, I'm headed home. She goes, you're good. I said, yeah, I'm good. You didn't break down yet? I didn't break. Yeah. I was like <laughs> nothing. And so I get in the truck and I take off and I drive out the gate door the last time. Mm -hmm. And I get up on the highway and I've had a piece come over me, Akram, that Ooh. I have never in my entire life come over me. It was a warmth deep in my soul that I cannot explain. You know, wasn't like taking a hot shower, wasn't like the sun shining on you. It was it was from inside coming yeah. out. Yeah, that's that's called walking in the divine. And so I knew yeah. that I was doing what God ordained yeah. me to do, yeah, what he yeah. wanted me to do. Yeah. And like John sat here last week and said, Hey, you you know, you may come to a day where God stops paying the bills. Hey, okay. I, you got what I wanted you to do now. I want you to now, go do this. I want you to go do that. That's right. You know, that's right. And I, I think that's, we have to be able to listen to what he's trying to tell us. Right. And sometimes that's why I say it's a cycle because sometimes we'll get prideful in a thing, not meaning it, right? but we'll get comfortable in a place. Mm. And God's like, okay, I, I see you. I, I got a little shit for you. And it's not that I hate you. It's not that I despise you. No, it's because I love you. Mm. Yeah. It's because I love you. <laughs> yeah. That I, I want to bring you back. So there is sometimes resets in the middle of being comfortable. Mm. Man, that's big. In the middle of being comfortable. And, and you know, I think right now, honestly, I, I think we need more than just a, a reset because I think a lot of us are not comfortable. Come on. I think people and and uh, the more it's more important, I think. Well, it's not, I don't think it's ever been more important. Right. This book is full of stories of of the chosen people that that decide they were going to stray from God. Yeah. Uh, and then you see where God does stuff and, and he pulls them back in. Yep. And so I, I know that it's this time is not more important than any other time. It's just the time we're living in. We're in it. That's we're right. We're in it. And I mean, I was thinking about that today. It's just like, God, this is 
different than what I experienced before, <laughs> but there were hmm, patriarchs that were before us that went through similar circumstances. This is not new. Right. So why should I be freaking out? And we're still making the same stupid mistakes. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Because, I mean, I'm freaking out. I'm like, man, they're going to be making people take shots, and they're doing this, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and I mean, you talk about anger. I was like, and I'm not one of those guys get angry. I don't. Yeah. If you ask my wife, she's like, I don't know when he's upset. I really don't know. He has his moments, but. But I mean, I, it's My just the that the moments I have are the calm ones. Oh, the calm ones. Yeah, the well, rest that's of the, the time. scary moments. <laughs> that's the scary. He ain't saying that, old man. But um, yeah, it's 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 been on me. But at the same time, guys, like you know what? This acronym, this ain't nothing new. This is nothing new. I'm not surprised by this. Yeah, and and you know, honestly, people, you, you just got to pay attention to some really important key things that I know we've talked about is you have to center yourself around Christ. Amen. That is the only thing that's not going to move. That's it. There's nothing else. You're not going to find any kind of joy uh, protesting. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, would, I would probably go hold a sign, but <laughs> but that's not going to bring me Thank joy. You for being honest. Right? It's not going to bring me any real joy. <laughs> that's going to bring me flesh satisfaction. Come on. Come on. It's going to satisfy my flesh. It's like, okay, I want to be angry about this. I'm going to be angry about this. I'm yep. going to go carry a poster. Yep. You know, I'm going to I'm going to wear my gun, and I'm I'm going to be me. Well, I am. I'm being me. The flesh, yeah, I like the me. The fleshy like me, me. Yeah, I like the me part. You know, and and so it's okay to be angry with what's going on, but it's what we do with that, you know, that makes a difference, and not just for. But man, what are we showing our kids? Yeah, you know. Yeah. What kind of example am I going to leave my kid if I just get ticked off and I make a compound out of this place and, yeah. you know, don't let anybody come in yeah. and hide and and yeah. be scared yeah. and and not trust God's plan? Because, yeah. listen, people, I promise you. And, my God, for everybody who's using Psalm 109 or, or whatever it is, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop. You know which one I'm talking about, right? You know which one I'm talking about? Go ahead and get to that. I'm going to get to it right now. <laughs> Folks, he's a little warm. I don't know why he's so warm. Why is he so hot right now about Psalms 109? Why is it? It's uh, Tell the people. Tell the people. Okay. <laughs> Lots of people right now are posting stuff on social media about pray for President Biden and pray Psalms 109 for him. And I, I'm going to read it to you because it's ridiculous. Uh the problem with people taking little pieces of scripture is they don't take the full context. Full context. They take a little piece out and you have to read before and you have to read after. Amen. So, Amen. But I'm going to read the verse that everybody's using. And it's verse 8 and it says, uh, let his days be few, let another take his office. Boy, stop. Boy, stop. <laughs> right? Is that what they're really doing? That's what it says. Oh, come on. Come on, y'all. That's what it says. So what I'm telling you people, stop. Listen, if you want to, if you want to pray, pray for our leaders to make That's good right. decisions. Amen. Pray that our leaders don't take our right to worship away. That's more important to me, you know. And stop using the Bible 
because you don't want to take a shot. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. If it's required by your job, guess what? You have a choice to make. You have a choice. To make. Do you take the shot or do yeah. you find another job? Yeah. You know, which, but we're so used to um, that's on that's that's a big inconvenience. Well, so what? You still have a choice. Mm -hmm. Stop using this for that kind of stuff and start using this to share the message that the only way the only thing that is ever going to ground you, that's ever going to give you joy, Amen. is God. Amen. Amen. I don't know. Amen. That's just me. I mean, again, cycle. <laughs> and they, they have this, uh, I forget what it, the, the book is about, but uh, it talks about couples. And they have a tendency to go into crazy cycles. <laughs> <clears throat> and the Bible is the one that cuts that crazy cycle off. Mm. Because if you've been married or been in a relationship, a crazy cycle is not where you want to be. Nope. <laughs> you hope there's something that you can grab on that will bring you guys back to center. You hope mm. when you're in those weird times, there's yeah. something that you can hold on to that will bring you back. Whew, that's... And, usually, and usually it's a third party. Yeah. It's usually not y'all too. Yeah. Especially if you're both going like this. Oh. Yeah. But then that's why I say don't be unequally yoked. Mm. Because if you're in Christ, both of you got to believe the same thing. Yeah. And that will bring you back. Because you won't deep. be in your own politics. That's deep. You're going to be in his politics. When those two collide, God is the standard. Mm. And the husband and wife got to say, you know what? I know we got our stances, but who 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 runs all this? <laughs> who is the ultimate source? Everything else is a resource. Right. But who is ultimate source? God. So are we going to stay in our stance or are no. we going to align with We have to. Him? Right. We have to. Right. It's so weird that you say that because it, and this is, you know, in the veteran community we use vibration a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, guys that you know that were like-minded we vibrate at the same frequency right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know you yeah, heard yeah, that yeah. term yeah, yeah yeah it's funny because another veteran told me one time about you know con and i as we you know we've struggled we've been married for 15 16 years mm -hmm. and she came out of bad marriages and so did i and so yeah we, we were not yeah, in the right place you know but he this guy said he goes think about this for a second he says the closer both of you get to god the closer you're going to get together. Come on. And he was so on point with that. I didn't, I didn't understand it when it was, when it was first told to me, but I got it after a while. Cause I realized that once we both have the same goal in mind and it's God first, then my spouse, and then everything else comes way yep. third mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. And so um, the closer you get, man the closer you get to one another come on man there's no miracle pill there's no magic book there's no, no, no well this book is not magic well that's not magic. this is all you need yeah, but you know there's no you know thousand dollar uh, an hour shrink that's gonna get you there the two of you have to be on the same course and you have to put god first amen we've been talking amen. about that all, so, night. Man, all night all night well listen uh first off i appreciate you so much for your time i love Man. You know, I love talking about God, Man, especially with on. men Thank who are you, so 
filled with the spirit that it it's hard to harness it. And that's, you know, it's the kind of people you want to surround that's who you yourself want to be with. Around. That's who you want to be That's who you want to take your vacations with. You yeah, want to yeah, hang yeah, out yeah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so, again, Akram is the the men's pastor at Everyday Christian in Cibolo. And uh, what is it? How, is it once a month that you do the men's Once a month, breakfast? every fourth um, Saturday at 8.30 uh, to 10 o'clock. Um, usually we start off with breakfast between 8 o'clock. I mean, 8.30 to 9 o'clock, and then from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we'll have a teaching, and it's pretty open, um, meaning that we get an opportunity really to share. So it's not just one person facilitating the whole time, speaking the whole time. No, the the way, why I love those sessions is because, like you kind of talked about earlier, yeah, you may have uh, a heart for politics, but again, sometimes that helps you now relate to another person, meaning that I get to know their worldview. And sometimes your worldview skews how you see God. Oof. So Come now, on. if you allow me in to see your worldview, now I may get an opportunity to be able to share with you because now I see where you are. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I yeah. may not agree, but I'm grateful that right. you shared your insight. Great. Yeah. Now, now let's go to Bible mm. and make the comparison. I see where you are, but now let's take the word and match it up to the worldview. Oof. So that, that's why I, I love the session because people will share and kind of yeah. like say I'm over here or I believe this over there. And I'm like, great. And it's not like I'm being inviting or manipulative or anything like that. But I'm not like, it's good to let me know where you are, because now we can take the word and everybody in the room gets pulled back to the main thing. Absolutely. So the I love center. it. I love it. And I'll tell you what, if you uh, he does a great job of these. He, you know, he doesn't take any credit for himself, but he does an no, amazing Lord. job no, Lord. Uh, facilitating and uh, I've been to several of them, and it's always an awesome, you know, and nobody, I don't even know. I mean, nobody knows what anything except that we're all there for one reason, That's to it. be fed. That's it. And, and this book, I promise you, I promise you, will <laughs> feed you. I promise you, it will feed you. Behind his, beyond his promise, God promises you. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the tacos that they're going to have. Amen. And some, sometimes <laughs> when I show up. The great coffee that is served, okay. uh, you're going to get fed right oh, out of this book right yes, here. Yes, and yes, so, uh, and I love that. And and um, so, folks, if you're looking for, if you're in, you know, if you're local, one of my local uh, listeners, uh, supporters, uh, you know, I think we're going to try to. We haven't discussed it yet, but I'm going to try to get Akram and John both out at the uh, Wellness for Warriors Expo. Oh, it's, like, awesome, it's in October. Dude. Oh, that'd be awesome. And I want to get y'all some shirts that say pastor on the back of them. Oh. And uh and let's uh you know, let's I mean you never know. You might somebody might need to pray. Okay. Amen. Amen. I mean uh, all for that. And I and I, I can't tell you how, how my 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 life has pivoted to the point where I'm starting even like when I did all this copy thing, I knew what I was really supposed to be doing, which is share the gospel. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. the podcast yeah, yeah. came about yeah, as yeah. part of that. But even then, like I'm still, still pivoting. I'm still turning, going, oh, I can do this. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can reach more people yeah, yeah, yeah. by doing this. Yes. And yeah, so yeah. don't so awesome. don't ignore that's what so God's awesome. putting on your heart. That's so awesome. You know, if you feel a tug, you know, it's not heartburn. <laughs> well, it could <laughs> be, but, but but I'm just saying, you know, God tugs on us. He pulls on Amen. our hearts. Amen. And we just got to be open to what God's trying to do in our lives so that we can share that with somebody else. And folks, again, like we've said many times tonight, that's what's going to get us out of the 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 season that we're in. It's a crazy cycle. Man. It's a crazy cycle. It's a crazy, crazy cycle. Uh, I want a couple of things. People have been. I know we did a survey uh, on the website the other day on the on the God Country Coffee page about what kind of coffee you'd like to see for the holiday seasons. And mm. so uh, the Texas pecan is coming by default because the city of Seguin asked me to do if I could do a pecan roast, I could have a booth at the uh, pecan fest in October. So I'm definitely doing that. That's the last weekend of October. Um, and then I decided that I had a customer that reached out and asked me if we did maple nut. Mm. And so I went ahead and, and then your brother, John Gonzalez hey. is a Big pump, bro. pumpkin spice fanatic. <laughs> I didn't know. And so he was here one day when I got the shop set up and he's like, what's this? And anyway, uh, so for the holiday season, starting next month in October, we're going to offer Texas pecan, maple nut, caramel macchiato, mm-hmm. pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. and possibly salted Salty. caramel. Woo. So, uh, and that's going to be a short run because I don't do flavored coffees. Uh, I know you guys have heard me talk and talk about our coffee, how it's specialty. It's a high quality coffee. You don't need anything in it, but. I know that people like flavored coffees, and so yes. um, every dollar from one of these bags that we sell of the flavored stuff uh, is going to go to the mission that you see behind me uh, in awesome. Honduras. That's awesome. And uh, and then we also support Marine Corps Outdoors um, uh, with a dollar off every bag that we sell of the Isaiah as well. And we're going to continue to do those things. Uh, we're we're going to continue to to move in the direction that God wants us to move in. And uh, I think if you just keep being obedient, that's the lane. That's the lane. These blessings fall on you, and you're like, "But, but how? How? Like, how can this even happen?" You know. And uh, even my wife now has to remind me because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a I'm a details guy, right? I wanna I wanna plan, and I had a plan when I left my job. I knew when I was gonna leave my job. And then it turned out like the worst month that we've had in revenue. And I'm like, okay, it's all right. Cause I already budgeted for three years. I got enough money for three years. We're good. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are in what August, September. I still haven't paid myself. I haven't taken a check yet. And so my brain does funny things, right? Cause that's the flesh, right? Cause God already laid this out for me. Yep. He's got this already. And my wife, she said it the other day and I almost cried. She said, you know, since you left, we haven't changed anything that we're doing. Come on. We haven't had to find a way to pay bills. We haven't had to sell stuff off. We haven't had to do anything outside of what we were doing before. Stop looking. It's right here. It's right in front Woo. of you. That blessing's right here. Woo. And let me tell you guys, Woo. I'll tell you, sometimes when you have you when you pray, a pastor said this the other day. Sometimes when you pray, God answers you. And it might come from <laughs> your wife. So, you know. It might be your wife that's giving you that yeah, yeah. answer that yeah, you need to hear. Yeah, yeah. Help me. Yeah. I love it. yeah. So surrender. 
And, and if you're not, if you haven't made that decision yet, and, and if, you don't, if you're not sure, if you're on the fence, reach out. Reach out to Akron yes, Myers. please. He's on social media. He's yes. on, go to the church, yeah. Everyday Christian Fellowship. Reach out to John Mitten. I know yeah. some of y'all reached out to him from last week. Uh, reach out to me. I'm, I love to talk about God even more than I love to talk about coffee, believe it or not. I love to talk about God more than I love to talk about coffee. I really do. Uh, go out to the Marine rapper. They're, they're uh, blocking his song, Troop Lives Matter. I don't know why he's not wow. sure while they're muting it, but uh, go to iTunes and buy the song called Troop Live Matter. He's also got a song called Holy War, which I mm. really like. It's deep. Uh, and so, you know, support people that are, are moving God's mission forward. Uh, I heard something the other day. Uh, it was a good quote. It says, follow censorship. Ooh, ouch follow it that hurts that's real that's real talk right there because most of the time the truth is pinned behind it mm. wow so y'all go peek that boy song man man that's deep that is deep right there that is heavy and i'll tell you what this guy doesn't cuss on his rap he's a rapper the marine rapper he doesn't cuss uh he's get when this guy came out remember that guy came out with the satanic shoes yep well, he came out with a shoe, 777, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when he came out with the song Holy Water, and he only made 77 of them or whatever. And and uh, anyway, uh, he's a he's a good dude. You know, he shares the mission of God in his work. He also gives a, a number out where people can can reach out. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, that's good. He respects people, which is, you know, you don't get a lot today. No, you don't. So... Uh, Man, you want to pray us out of this thing? And I do, I do, I do, I do. Let's do it, brother. All right. So, Father, thank you for this awesome opportunity for us to come together as brothers. But beyond that, for those folks who are out there who are listening to this podcast, Father, we know we're in this space. We know we're in this divine reset. But, Father, we know you're ahead of all of it. Mm. We should not be surprised, scared, neither moved by what is going on. God, you are just opening up the opportunity for us to turn and run towards you like never before. Father, thank you for my brother J.R. opening his door that he may speak to your people about what's going on. And for those who don't know you, who may be on the podcast, God, I ask that you move on their hearts even tonight, God. And they have an opportunity to give their heart over to you and not only have fire insurance, but also make you Lord and master of your life. Because since you are master, you also take on the other responsibilities of caring and loving and building and pointing your people and encourage them in the right direction. So Father, we love you on tonight. We thank you. Once again, for what you're doing here in this space, God, I ask that you continue to bless what you already have going on here and that our minds always be focused on you, that we always seek you, always wanting to do what you have called us to do, and that we not be fearful of a thing, but we always rest in you. And we love you. And we thank you. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Catch us next week. Catch us uh the same time, Friday night, 1900, for God Country Coffee, Constitution Edition. 
and uh, we're definitely mixing God because me and Ben both go to the same church. And and uh, <laughs> and if you actually get into the real study of the Constitution, you actually can't separate uh, God from can't the framers. Can't you can't. Do it. can't do it. That's what our country was built on. Amen. Love you guys. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Till next Friday. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Pray for our country tomorrow. Amen. Pray for all the souls that we've lost in Kabul. Pray for all the souls that we lost on 9-11 in 2001 all the way till now. Amen. All right. Pray for our military who's standing the line right now. Mm. All right. All those that are gearing up to go overseas. Mm. Keep them in your prayers. Amen. Let every day be 9-12-01. Come on. All right. Love y'all. Good night. Holla.